thankful for a God who is faithful when I call upon His name. That when I speak the name of Jesus, I'm not speaking the name of God who is a statue somewhere whose eyes you can't see, whose ears cannot hear, whose hands cannot reach, and whose mouth cannot speak. I'm thankful for a God that when I call upon the name of Jesus, I can feel His presence infiltrate the room and move upon my life. I'm thankful for the situations that I have seen change because when I have called upon the name of Jesus, life has entered, illumination has entered, hope has entered, and joy has entered. I'm so thankful for a God that has moved in healing when I've called upon His name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. It is so good to be in the presence of the Lord today. So good to see everybody here. Our men had a great time yesterday of fellowship. Had a great time of getting together. And we just kind of come to the conclusion. We need to do this again sooner than later. So we're, we're planning on a, another men's outing. And so we'll be getting the details to you concerning that. Also, I wanted to make sure that you put it on your calendars and we're going to get a, um, a pamphlet out, a, a bulletin out here pretty soon that we've got two dates that we need you to remember that October the 29th, Saturday, October 29th, we are going to have our church's annual trunk or treat. Hey, listen, I like raiding everybody else's candy bags. I understand. I just like to mingle and pull out all of the Sour Patch Kids and all of the Butterfingers and all of the Sour Gummy Worms. So if I come to your trunk, you know what I'm taking. But Saturday, that's Saturday, October 29th. But two weeks later on Saturday, November the 12th, we will have our annual Fall Fest. And our chili cook-off. Now, will, will the reigning champions of the chili cook-off please raise their hand? Oh, 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 oh. Sounds like a challenge. No, we are so excited and so uh, Sister Melanie is going to getting, be getting to us some more details concerning that and we're going to be working on getting our, our baskets together and how we're going to do all of that and we might change it up we're, we're, we're talking about changing it up a little bit rather than a, a being from a, a basket from a class or from a teacher that families get together and put together a basket I'm ringing like mess hallelujah uh, get together and, 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 and put some baskets together and so um, we'll be getting some more detail concerning that out there. But it's so good to have our guest with us this morning. So good to have, and it's Haley, correct? Haley. Um, Josh and his young bride are, have come to visit us today, and so it's good to have them here today. And uh, there is a, 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 a no new stranger among us. I've Passed him a million times walking the trails back and forth. He says that he is an avid believer in cardio. And having Sister Faye as a cook at the house, I know why. <laughs> if she is not bringing these chocolate caramel bite brownies or cheesecake bites or cookies, 
I'd be having to do cardio every day like that too. Brother Rochelle, so good to see you. So I'm glad to have you with us again this morning. Luke, the 15th chapter. I'm not going to take very long. And in, in Sunday school this morning, I had to step on somebody's shoes as they were testifying this morning. I said, hey, you got to stop. You're, you're talking about my message here. Luke, the 15th chapter. Luke, the 15th chapter, and I'm just going to read the first verse. And I'm not going, and, and the first verse that I'm going to read is verse 11. And that's the only verse that I'm going to focus on for the next few minutes. But Luke, the 15th chapter and the 11th verse. And he said, being Jesus, a certain man had two sons. We always focus on the one. But Jesus emphasized something very serious. A certain man had two sons. For the next few moments, I'm, I preach, teach, minister, speak, whatever God would allow to happen in the next few moments. I, I want to speak on this subject. How's your soul? How's your soul? A certain man had two sons. Why don't we close our eyes, lift up our hearts and our voices today. Let me hear you pray this morning. God, we need you to speak to our hearts, to speak to our lives, to move in a way that only you can. We come to you in faith, believing when we are in need, but believing for miracles that we cannot produce with our own hands. And just as we cannot heal our own bodies, we cannot save our own soul. We're asking right now, the Lord, that you would minister from heaven, that with this word, oh God, that it would touch our hearts. Pierce them, oh God, so that your spirit would move in and begin to move things that need to be moved, heal things that need to be healed. Set us on a path that we need to walk and not the path that we've been walking. Reach into our hearts. Pull things that have begun to set roots inside and grow, that have begun to taint and to be harmful and hurt and restrict, that have caused more harm than good. I'm asking today that you would till the soil of our ground so that something good would grow. And we do it in the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. We ask it in the name of Jesus. We seek it in the name of Jesus. Let it be done today. If you love the Lord today, why don't you clap your hands? And before you're seated, why don't you turn to your, your, your neighbor and ask them, how's your soul? And you can be seated this beautiful morning. I'm learning a little bit about this pastor thing and Realizing, you know what, I'm no longer an evangelist in a certain sense, so I'm learning how to try to be a little bit calmer when it comes to some things. Try not to be so testy for Sister LaCaro as she balances out my voice back there. She's just trying to protect me, just trying to help me. She says, listen, I know even if you can't hear yourself, we can hear you. And so I'm, I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to not... Uh, you know, hurt you too much and try not to hurt myself. And so I, I was really 
feeling this morning and, and struggling with something that I began to think about yesterday. I know so many times we focus on the prodigal son when we Luke, read Luke the 15th chapter. Where so much focus and so much emphasis is placed upon the one and very little emphasis is placed upon the other. In Luke the 15th chapter, when Jesus introduces a certain man having two sons, it says, the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And so he divided unto his sons his living. And it was his living that was given to the two, but the one took it. And he, not many days after the young son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, there he wasted his substance with riotous living. When he had spent everything, a mighty famine came in that land and he began to be in want. He went and he joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his fields to feed his swine and it was there that he would have fain to fill his belly with the husk that the swine did eat and no man would give unto him. It was when he came unto himself in verse 17, Jesus emphasized it, how many hired servants he thought that my fathers have and they have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger. It was this thinking that we teach and we preach that the young man never felt that he would be good enough to go back to his father's house as his father's son. But he was willing to walk, fight through the shame, to fight through the personal humiliation of a man that bared the husbandman's name, but now he is coming upon his father's house bearing the title of a servant. But we preach the grace and the mercy of God as the father would see his son coming from afar off, would run to him, he would cover him. I love the song that C.C. Winans said, sang years ago, Mercy said no. It's with our mind that we serve the law of God according to the word of the Lord in the book of Romans. Our thinking dictates and motivates our actions. We do what we do because we have thought about what we are doing. I've preached it for many years as a, as a young preacher. The reason that we don't praise sometimes is because we make ourselves not pray. The reason we don't worship sometimes is because we make ourselves not worship. Your biggest hindrance in receiving your miracle, your biggest hindrance in you having a breakthrough is not your problem and it's not your sin and it's not anyone around you it's yourself it's our thinking that's the problem if it is truly out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks then our words are only a reflection and a manifestation of what is already moving in us of what is already working in us. It is no doubt when people begin to worship God in desperation, it is because they have truly reached the point of being desperate. And it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. I would say it's out of the abundance of the heart that we motivate our movements. We move 
to what we want. We move towards what we believe. Some of us have become calloused by what we believe, hardened by what we believe, to set in our ways by what we believe, that we no longer move. We think we have that motivation, but we are not motivated to move. And so it's our thinking that has gotten in the way. Leaving did not just happen for the young man. He was unsatisfied. He didn't just wake up one morning and say, I'm moving to Chicago. He was unsatisfied in time. He was unsatisfied at home. He was unsatisfied in his place. He was unsatisfied with what he was receiving. He was unsatisfied with his authority. He was unsatisfied with himself. Did he have issues with his older sibling? It's possible. Did he feel that he had no place in his father's house to be seen or to be heard? Possibly another reason. But something inside of him was unsettled, being where he was at. Were his passions in other areas that were not being focused upon through the Father's vision and the leadership and the guidance of what was happening on the farm or on the homestead? Did he not agree with the direction that was being cast or the vision that was being led towards for this time? Was there too much focus or emphasis on the worship rather than the word? Was there too much focus on outreach rather than ministering to the people that were in the congregation? Were some people given preference over singing solos than the one that showed interest in wanting to really sing? Did he just not see things the way that his father saw things? Were things being run in a different way than what he would be doing it? If he were the one in charge. But he saw value in it. But he just wanted what would fall to him. In any case, the son didn't just wake up one day and long to leave. But something inside of him moved him and stirred him to believe that he would be better off somewhere else. What is it that we want that God cannot satisfy? What is it in the presence of God that you deserve or you feel that you need that you don't have? Because he owns the cattle of a thousand hills. So it's not blessings. It's not monetary things. In his presence there is fullness of joy. In his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. So it's not emotional benefits. What is it that you feel that God cannot feel in your place? What, what is it you feel that God cannot do in your life that you're not getting fed? Because I promise you, and I will tell you this right now, it's not God's issues if you're not being, if you're not getting, if you're not becoming. There's an old saying that says you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. 
I can preach the blessings of God all day in your life, but until you begin to respond to the preaching, there will be no receiving. I can preach the healing, but until you begin to move towards it, you can't receive it. I can preach forgiveness of sins, but you can't receive it until you repent. If you need something of God, I promise you, He has it. If you need God to fill the vacancy and the emptiness and the void in a life, He can do it. But are you giving Him the vacancy, the emptiness, and the void in your life? If you need God to reach down and save your children, that's one thing. But are you giving Him an opportunity to reach down? So many times we expect God to do things in us and for us that we don't ask for and that we don't pray for. But because we know that he knows what we have need of before we ask, that that's sufficient enough. That us just showing up, that means for God to show out. The, the, the blessings and, the, and the, the miracles and the healing and the forgiveness and the grace of God, it's relationship oriented. God's work is always in response. He inhabits the praise. He draws nigh to them that draw nigh to him. His actions are always in reciprocation of what we're doing and of what we're giving. You want God to take your burdens. He wants you to give them. You want God to open the door. He wants you to knock. You want God to be found. He wants you to look. But we expect when we walk in to everything to be laid out before us so that it's all already here waiting on us. So I just walked into forgiveness. I just walked into restoration. I just walked into redemption. I just walked into revival when revival is a reaction to what redemption is a reaction to redemption is a reaction to what is it that you feel that God is not doing that you need him to be done you that you need him to do what he wanted was not his it was always in the possession of his father but it was what the father was willing to give him. It's what his father would gift him. It's what his father would bestow upon him. Healing belongs to Jesus. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Glory belongs to God. But those things he will bestow upon, those things that he will return upon, those things that he will, in, he will uh, respond in order upon you. The giftings and callings of God are without repentance according to the word of God, but they are not yours. The giftings and the callings are of God, but they are not yours. We may possess them, but they will always and have always belonged to God. And so by, by bringing forth these, these ideas and, and these thoughts, I, 
I stop and I ask this question. If there are things that you don't have in your life that you need. If there are things in your life in God that you want but you do not possess. How then is your soul? Because we only focus on the one son because one would leave. And one was gone while the other stayed. Whether he felt it was out of obligation, whether it was out of fatherly fear, maybe he stayed because it was all that he knew. And he did exactly what he did, just going through the motions. Whatever the purpose it was for the oldest staying, he was still distant from the heart of his father. That he was present in his house. If his father sat and watched every day and wait for his son to return, he was out in the fields working, not inclining, not looking, not caring about what the father really wanted. If his father spoke and longed for the youngest to come home while he was still there, yet his heart was not connected to the wishes and the desires of his father, he was backslidden while he was in his father's house. There were two products. A certain man had two sons. One was lost at home. One was lost in another country. One was lost in his father's house. One was lost in the world. One was lost at the father's table. One was lost in the pig pen. One was lost in the father's blessings. While the other was lost squandering everything that his father had bestowed upon him. One was lost and he could hear the voice of his father telling him how much he appreciated him being where he was. But it wasn't good enough. While the other just longed for a place to be accepted. How then is your soul? Because we can be disgruntled while being safe in the father's house. Because the whole time we're disconnected. With the Spirit of God in our life. I'll tell you, I'll tell you when you're disconnected because when you can be easily offended over things that don't go your way in the house of God when you can be easily offended by a word that is preached and you just don't like it you can be offended because someone's going to pray with someone else on the altar rather than come in the back and spend their time mourning and praying over you when you can be offended because we celebrated and we forgot to celebrate why didn't you kill the fatted calf uh, for me on my birthday? Uh, why didn't you rejoice and sing like this? Because I didn't leave. You're here. Why should you not hear the heart of God? How then is your soul? Do you long for things that are not of the Father? Are you wanting to find yourself desperate to be filled with things and you constantly feed on things that are not fed from here. Do you find yourself looking for connection with others that could not and will not supply or support the things for your spirit? So how is your soul? Are you here but your heart is not connecting with God? Are you not moved by what moves Him? Do you find more places to ridicule revival than to be a part of it? Are you angry when you feel someone else is promoted? When someone else gets used? When someone else gets the solo? When someone else is sought after? 
when you've been here the whole time, why not me? Do you feel overlooked? Do you feel sidelined in the house where you've been faithful? Do you feel like that you no longer have the voice and the place of respect that you once had? How then is your soul? Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. God will use and wants to use every single one of you. God will save and wants to save every single one of us. God will. Hey, there's not one person here that God looks at and says, mm, uh, not today. But there's reasons why God hasn't today because somebody hasn't. When you give God an opportunity to work, when you give God an opportunity to move, when you give God an opportunity to be praised, when you give God an opportunity to be lifted up out of your heart and out of your life, I promise you God will respond. I promise you that God will answer. I promise you when we begin to sing songs like God, I, I, I see a victory. When we sing songs like God has made a way. When we sing songs like I speak the name of Jesus. When you just begin to speak. When you just begin to speak. When you just begin to pray. When you just begin to open. Things begin to happen. Things begin to change. But when you sit there. I could sing that song better. When you sit there and you begin to nitpick and say, I don't like that modern stuff. Listen, I don't care if it's modern. I don't care if it's old. I don't care if it's in the hymnal. I don't care who sang it, who recorded it or what. If it moves the heart of God and if it ministers to the people, if it proclaims the name of God in truth, if it can unify us and bring a spirit of unity. Hey, if it gets people into an altar, if it releases someone into joy, if it moves someone into praise, if it takes the garment of head, if it replaces the garment of praise for heaviness. I'll sing Father Abraham if somebody could get the Holy Ghost with it. I'll sing I'm in the Lord's army if somebody will find a way to get free from the shackles and the burdens of a sin. Hey! I'm not motivated by the beat or the sound. I'm not motivated by the, the new or the date or the old or the young. I'm motivated. Hey, is it, if it's, is it moving God? If is it moving my spirit? Is it causing me to ask? Is it causing me to seek? Is it pushing me beyond myself? If it's bringing what's in my heart out of me. We rejoice in the sinner coming home. We rejoice in lives being changed. We rejoice in lives being found. We rejoice in being kept safe from all harm. We rejoice in the blessings that are come. We are rejoicing in the blessings that are coming. We rejoice in the blessings that have been. We rejoice because the promises of God are those that remain faithful. We rejoice because while one was gone, there's many still here. And the word still comes forth. And God has not forgotten. Worthington, if you will come. So today is not evangelistic to the outward part of the church, but to the inward part.
part of the church. There have been many that through time have their own feelings about how things are done in their life and how things they want God to, to move and how they expect it because of what they've seen. The Bible just says that the youngest son took what was his father's that was gifted to him and just left. We're always going to have a heart for people that regardless of what one reason or another walk away and come back. And I have to tell you, just as much as you know, this world is heavy. It's hard. It can break you. Lonely, it'll leave you wanting things that you never thought that you would want. And you'll feed yourself up of anything that you can get when you're desperate enough to get it. And even though they've walked away and they've come back and they've had their feel, and like, well, you know, where you been? What's been going on? People will walk away for a various number of reasons. People will walk away because of things as petty as, well, they just don't like the preacher songs. People will walk away because they feel that they've got a better opportunity in the world. People will walk away because they're hurt. But no matter where they go, and no matter what they do, it hasn't changed how the Father feels about them. And no matter how we celebrate, it doesn't change one thing about how the Father feels about those that stay. Because you can be just as much a prodigal in the house of God as you can be a prodigal in the pen of the pig. You can be in the house of God and be so far distant from the heart of God that you don't even know when God is moving, that you don't know when God is speaking. You've got too many worries and too many issues that even the word of revelation has come to you. You don't even see it. So caught up in the nighttime, so caught up in pain, so caught up in worry, and so walking in a self, a, 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 a spirit of, of bitterness and anger, you haven't left. You're still here. But you can't even see when God's trying to reach you. Can't even feel it when God is trying to touch you. Don't even feel it when God is trying to speak to you. And then outside you've got someone whose life has completely fallen apart. They're wandering aimlessly lost in their pain. They're, they're, they're just trying to find the void, to something to fill the void that was left when there's something broke inside of them and the drugs won't do it and alcohol won't do it. But when they finally come through the realization that even in my father's house, Even in my father's house, the worst day in his house is better than the best day out there. Because while you're trying to feed 
on the husk that would have filled the bellies of the swine. The Bible says, I've got bread and I've got bread enough to spare. In my father's house, Jesus said, there are many mansions. Hey, there's a better place of living here. There's a better place of hope here. The sad part is when they come in, all they can do is look and say, well, where they been? Why do they deserve the party? Why do they deserve the party in heaven? if you've been lost if you've been feeling separated if you've been feeling distant your place is still here in your father's house there is still food for you and more than enough for them that have always been here but if you have been here and you've still been awaiting your time there is still a place for you here in the father's house still more than enough to spare for those that are coming in broken to those that have been here and been living broken both sinned against their father and both sinned against heaven both had issues in life both had issues in their heart and both had a father that was able to redeem and satisfy he turns to the oldest he said you're going to have a party for him he said yeah he was dead now he's alive he was lost but now he is found but everything that I still have belongs to you what have you lost you don't even realize sometimes what you've gained but how's your soul Are you here, but you're not here? No, I wouldn't call anybody crazy. Don't think it was like, hey. Are you here, but while you're in the house of God, you're so disconnected from what's going on? I, could y'all feel what was happening in the altar? Could y'all feel what was happening during the praise and worship? I walked up behind Brother Tackett while he was praying. And I just, something in my spirit felt that there was virtue flowing through him. And I'm like, God, continue to speak it through him. God, continue to release it through him. Hey, there was something happening. And it, and it wasn't just those that were here that were hungry, that were desperate. That were trying to feed themselves. There were others that were, I'm, I'm not pointing fingers. There was others still sitting out in the congregation that you needed everything and just as much, if not more, than what they were coming asking God for. Y'all about to bring the evangelist back out of it. I'm telling you, there were some people in the back. There were some people in the middle pews. There were some people sitting down while God was moving. And you needed exactly what they were up here praying for. But there wasn't anything moving inside of you. There wasn't anything reaching inside of you. What time is Mariachi closed? Mariachi going to be open until 9 o'clock tonight. But God is moving in the house right now. McDonald's will still be open 24 hours from now. But God is moving in the house right now. How's your soul? Are you empty? Are you hungry? 
Are you thirsty? Are you broken? Are you needing God to reach down and say, it's okay. I still love. Are you needing God to speak to your situation and that all things will work together? Don't be in the house and be disconnected. While the Father's walking you through the field, everything's going to be yours. While the Father's feeding the sheep, everything's going to be yours. Hey, one day the prodigal's going to come back and we're going to worship and we're going to praise. But the kingdom of heaven still belongs to you. Don't forget, don't forget it. You're still the child of the king. You need a blessing today in your spirit. touch today in your heart you need fear to leave you need healing in your body yeah we're going to pray for those that come we'll pray for you too there's no reason to be disconnected from him while you are here Faithful and to the lost, the promise of those who are here and that are not. 